0: Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today, it is November 19th, 2021. It is a Friday. It is a football Friday. It is a preview Friday. And today, our show is brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. They are bringing you today this five-game preview that we've got coming your way. Five games, the Big 12, all pretty important. We'll take a look at some other action around the country, too, that might impact uh, you know Big 12 races in terms of Uh, you know, the college football playoff. There are a couple teams that are still technically alive in that hunt. We'll take a look at other games that will be impacting that on today's show. You are locked on Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get into it today on the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I am your host, Josh Neighbors. We've got five games to preview. Before we do, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at lo Big 12 is the handle. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show at Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube as well. All right, let's get into it here. Five games to look at. From this weekend, and we start at 11 a.m., the big noon kickoff game. Iowa State at number 13, Oklahoma. The Sooners are three and a half point favorites. Once again, this one's at 11 a.m. Central Time on Fox. So, what's interesting about this game is I think we all believed that coming into the season, this one was going to have the interest, the intrigue. It was the week before Bedlam for Oklahoma, right? This was so late in the season. And these two teams went in the season as two pretty, uh, not substantial favorites, but they were the two favorites in the Big 12 Conference by a considerable margin. Uh, Ahead of Texas was the third favorite in the Big 12 Conference. Yikes. Um, I did tell you to sprinkle a little bit of money on Oklahoma State. They felt pretty good as a long shot. I think it was like plus eight something or plus thousand, roughly in that range. Um, I kind of like them as a long shot. But that being said, this game between these two, still feels like it has some meaning and the kind of the streak has gone back and forth right oklahoma won the last meeting iowa state won the last regular season meeting between these two teams so obviously there's a whole lot of history here but it didn't feel like the stakes took a hit because iowa state six and four oklahoma is nine and one and oklahoma needs to keep winning to make sure that they kind of have a clean shot at the Big 12 championship game. I'm not sure the exact tiebreaker. I've been trying to figure it out. I have not found an article that puts it out clearly. I found Helen from last week, but it didn't explain what happened if Baylor won. So, obviously, up top right now uh, on the Big 12, you've got both Oklahoma State and you've got Oklahoma, who both have one loss in the conference. Now, Oklahoma State's loss, luckily for them, has come against Iowa State, who's not going to be involved directly in this tiebreaker, but it could hurt them if they have to go to, you know, other records against other teams. But I think Oklahoma State should be, uh, it looks like, pretty safe unless they, you know, fall off a cliff in the last couple weeks. Oklahoma, the story for them is they just need to keep winning, right? They just need to keep winning if they have any shot at making the college ball playoff, which feels slim now after their loss, a comprehensive loss against Baylor. But this would be a, a start for them. For Iowa State, you know, I talked about it yesterday with Austin Keeney from Wide Right and Natty Light. This is an opportunity not to salvage the season, but to still have some success. At 6-4, and four, nine wins is still obviously on the table. If you go 8-4 and, and win a bowl game, that's nine. There you go. Do I think Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State reaches that? No, but still an eight or nine win season at Iowa State, as Austin Keeney pointed out yesterday, Still an accomplishment. Still a really good place to be. Well, not a accomplishment. Still, still a good place to be, I should say. Um, relative to expectations, this has been a disappointment. This has definitely been a disappointment. This has been a disappointing year for Iowa State. And um, for them in this game, here's the key as, as they play this football game. So, Iowa State's defense this year is allowing 20.5 points per game. They have been fantastic, generally speaking. But Iowa State on the road in Big 12 play this year is allowing 32.5 points per game. They allowed 31 uh, with Baylor. Now, I know not all of that was defensive, right? And that wasn't all on them this season. That was partially due uh, to the special teams. But we kind of count special teams, you know, alongside that defense. So 31 against Baylor, 38 against West Virginia, 41 against Texas Tech now I think the good thing for them is that Texas Tech game was last week so it might be a motivating factor as they move forward but they normally say defense traveled that has not been the case for Iowa State. Lincoln Riley is 14 and one in November he's also never lost a November home game and I don't think he's lost uh, any you know basically anytime beyond when November starts he has not lost a home game that, that lost last week to Baylor was the first loss a Lincoln Riley team has had in the month of November. So ever since he took over the helm uh, of Oklahoma, that was the first loss they've had in November. So this is a month that he does really well in. And, um, you know, that being said, Iowa State has been really good on the road too in terms of keeping games close. are uh, three Big 12 road losses all come by a combined 12 points. So when I look at this game, I think about <clears throat> what has to happen for Iowa State. You know, what has to happen for them to win? Um, they need to, they need to stop the run and make Caleb Williams in the passing game for Oklahoma and beat them, which has been inconsistent at times. That Oklahoma offense is humming when both the run and the pass are working. That's what we've seen. It's really hard when you make Oklahoma a one dimensional team. Things do tend to tighten up for them on offense. We saw it last week. They did a the good job shutting down the run, and also they didn't. Until the second half, they didn't bring a whole lot of pressure. We're still able to limit the Oklahoma passing attack. So for Iowa State, that's what they have to do. They have to be sure that they stop the run. On offense, taking care of the football, not making mistakes is important. Brock Purdy, looking at you, because last time we saw these two teams meet, uh, Iowa State was done in by a late Brock Purdy turnover in a game that he really did not play particularly well in. Right, That is a necessary condition. They need Brock Brody to play well. Um, I think Oklahoma can limit some of the stuff that Brees Hall does, but he is a home run hitter. It feels like once a game he's going to hit you. He's going to hit you deep. But um, I think he's a good all-around runner. I think some of the offensive line stuff ahead of him has kept him from kind of showing that all, all season long. He's had a lot of games where done it, so don't get me wrong there. But uh, I think Austin Keeney pointed out the offensive line has not always been his best friend, but he just seems to do his thing no matter what. I think this line is interesting. I'm going to take Oklahoma. I'm going to lay a three and a half. I think that at home, off a loss, they are going to look refocused. Not going to. Not saying it's not going to be kind of a, a fist fight. I think this does maybe start off defensive and then get a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit back and forth. I think that's where this thing ends up going. I don't trust Oklahoma too much later in games to get a bunch of stops. Um, I think this thing gets, gets a little offensive. I think Oklahoma covers the four. I think they hold on late as well. So this is kind of your uh, if your national game of the week, if you are look at the Big 12. My game of the week is coming later on in the day, but this is kind of the national one that everybody's going to be looking at uh, with a national TV spot that it's got. I know we got um, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech on Big Fox later as well, but this one's in the Fox noon kickoff. Everybody will be watching. So, yeah, we've got that one. All right, quick word from our sponsors before we get on to the rest of the games. Today's show was brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. It's always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless surprise of French fries, French fries, and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you look forward to stopping on after a long road trip or before a long road trip as well. This episode, once again, of Locked On Big Twelve was brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since nineteen sixty-five. A big thanks to our friends at McDonald's. ba 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 I'm loving it. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday. of the week right here. This one uh, is a game at 11 a.m., same time as the Oklahoma game. It is going to be on ESPN2. It's Texas um, at West Virginia. The West Virginia Mountaineers are three-point favorites. No Bijan Robinson. The question here, and I don't know how to answer this at all, is which version of Texas will show up? Will a motivated Texas team show up or an unmotivated one? And that's mostly on defense because their offense, while they are working through some things and they've had injury, I mean, you know, they lost Jordan Whittington. They've lost Bijan Robinson. Now Joshua Moore left the team. Like it's not like they've, and, and their offensive line had some, you know, it's some injury stuff going on earlier in the year as well. It's not like it's all been perfect for them, but I will say this. Casey Thompson, Hudson Card it has not been for a lack of effort. Their their issues. I think Casey Thompson has been to me. Uh, an exciting player to watch, not always in the right, but an exciting player to watch. His effort level is pretty clear. He's got a decent bit of talent, right? This guy who's got a decent bit of talent. I mean, I know it's Kansas, but he still threw for six touchdowns in the game last week. Um, so I would say that Casey Thompson, to me, is you know is going to be a, a huge factor. He obviously, always is, but he's going to be back to you know the starting guy, and and we saw that uh, Steve Sarkeesian said he does not expect reps to be split. In this game and both these teams at four and six are fighting for a chance to get towards bowl eligibility. If you lose this game, that goes out the window and excuse me for West Virginia, they've got Kansas next week. So I know that, you know, Kansas playing a bit better obviously, but, um, still an opportunity for them in a game that they're gonna be favored in next week. If they can win this one to get to a bowl game and, and to kind of salvage what I think is not really a bowl worthy team. They have not been that good this year in my opinion. Um, you know, West Virginia is averaging 20 points per play, uh, per game in Big 12 play. Texas is allowing 38 points per game in conference games. So something's got to give in that respect. I think Texas offense comes out and gives me enough to, to to turn this thing around. I think that I'll take the three points. I think Texas gets the win. Um, I know Morgantown's a weird place, can be a hard place to play, but I think Texas wins this football game. I don't think this backslide can continue much, much longer for them. And I don't think that much of West Virginia, to be honest. I, I really don't. I've seen them up in person. I've watched enough of their games this year. Not much on them. And, and Jared Diggy will make a mistake. And I think Casey is kind of a rally the troops game for him. And we'll see what they also got in the backfield as well. But I think it's a game where Casey Thompson, I think he's going to shine. I think Texas will take the three points. I think they get the win. They've got to start strong, though, because I can see a way where this – this kind of snowballs early if they don't get out of the gates in an impressive way. So starting strong is going to be the key for the Longhorns this week. Three o'clock ESPN plus Kansas at TCU, TCU minus 21 TCU still a chance to get to a bowl game this season. Um, KU playing with house money. Jalen Daniels has decided that he's going to continue to play. He is not going to red shirt um, in this game or, you know, the rest of the last two games. So can I try to continue to build continuity um, in this spot? Look, I know it's at home for TCU, and I know they're coming off a a difficult game last week. So that makes me tend to believe that Kansas, with the spirit they have, can keep this thing within 21. Also, the running back situation is not very good. The health situation overall for TCU is not very good. That's part of the reason the season's not been very good for them either. So I think in a game where TCU's been banged up, Obviously, there's still ability eligibility to fight for. I think they get a win here to keep those hopes alive for Coach Jerry Kill. But I don't think it's a pretty one. And I don't think they cover the 21 because of the amount of injuries they have. And I think Jalen Daniels goes out there. And I think Devin Neal also has some success against what's been a pretty bad TCU defense so far this season. All right, 4.30 on FS1. It is Baylor in Kansas State in a pickup. I wish this game was not at 4.30 Central Time on FS1. To me, it deserves a little bit more than that. Uh, Baylor has won the last three meetings in this series. Obviously the hot coach right now is Dave Aranda. Baylor is kind of a hot team right now because they're winning last week against Oklahoma, but it's a whole different story because they're going up against the hottest team right now in the big 12, in my opinion, in Kansas state. That is four, count them four straight victories for your Kansas state wildcats. So, this one is a pick'em too. I think it's really interesting. A lot of people are gonna hop on. They're gonna see a lot of late money come in on Baylor. People are gonna see Baylor, the public will, and say, I can get Baylor at you know this kind of value right here. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing swings to Baylor favored by two by the time that this game begins. Um, I think this is this is a really interesting styles matchup because styles make fights. Both these teams, I believe, are pretty good at stopping the run, uh, like nationally statistically. I think Kansas State's top 20 in around top 25 in the country with their run defense. I believe, you know, obviously we saw what uh what Baylor can do last week when they shut down uh Oklahoma's run game. So stopping the runs gonna be a focus. I think the I think two factors here, whatever quarterback can can make a couple more plays than the other one because that, that that's what that's what these two teams you know they're both obviously really running centric teams. Um, Kansas State, and I say running also I, I mean kind of that short dump off passing game like with, with getting they get Deuce Vaughn available because they have uh, you know they have really done a good job utilizing that. Abram Smith and, and Deuce Vaughn, both dope walker finalists. This year, which is awesome to see two guys from the Big 12. Oh, they got four in their Big 12 as uh, four. Um, four Doak Walker finalists this year from the Big 12 conference in that top final, whatever 15 it is. And that's what these two teams are built off of. Now, the question is, will, which quarterbacks can make more play? Let's just say Abram Smith and, and Deuce Vaughn and add their defenses in there. Those two things kind of cancel out. It's a stalemate, right? A couple of nice plays for each side. Uh, a couple touchdowns or two in in that that kind of respect, that that part of the game, Um, which quarterback can make more plays? I know Skyward Thompson is still, to me, not like 100%, and I believe it comes out after the season that he wasn't the entire time. But these guys are asked normally to manage games, but they do make some plays occasionally, and that is what's going to come down to. Who's going to make the bigger plays from the quarterback spot? Who's going to create something? Who's going to make something happen? Who's going to find – but will behannon find Thornton or find the end zone himself? Uh, you know, at certain points of this football game where Skyward Thompson do that. We find, uh, you know, Knowles or, uh, you know, the big tight end. Uh, I always get the name wrong, so I'm not going to attempt it. Um, Will he be able to do that? That is the question for me as we head into this game. And uh, I think I'm going to lean Baylor because I love the way that Jalen Petrie and Terrell Bernard played last week. Those guys really just seem to kind of, refocus and I think they did a great job. Dave a staff did a great job of getting that the, the defense to refocus as they head in headed into that game last week on all sides. The coverage downfield was excellent as well. Uh so I, I'm gonna go with Baylor by a field goal in this game. I think this game is pretty close. I'm gonna say Baylor gets it done by a field goal at Kansas State. And once again credit Kansas State for an excellent run they put together here in the back half. 7 p.m on Fox Oklahoma State at Texas Tech tex Tech's getting 10. A lot of people might say, well, tex Tech looked great last week. Donovan Smith was awesome last week. Ten points at home. It does feel like a lot, but I will say this. Um, Playing Oklahoma State's defense in my second start ever, suboptimal. Suboptimal because they're going to get after you. Their offense is in rhythm. I know Texas Tech's defense had, had some success, not a ton, has had some success at times this week. But the bowling ball, Jalen Warren, is coming to prove that he should have been a dope walker finalist. Spencer Sanders taking care of the football right now uh, as well. He's you know, he's done a good job, I think, managing things and obviously gotten some other guys involved in the running game in their win against Kansas that a couple weeks ago. And also, uh, you know, got a couple guys involved in the running game against TCU as well. Oklahoma State's playing really well right now. Their defense is on fire. And I think that continues against Texas Tech. Maybe they have a couple nice moments, but for Donovan Smith, he's going to have to make a lot of plays, and he's going to have to shake off mistakes. He's having to, you know, uh, not have to be gun shy because they're going to have to take some chances if they want to beat this Oklahoma State team. Oklahoma State, t- at this point, is a well-oiled machine, and have to take some chances if you want to take out Oklahoma State. So, I'm going to say I'll take. This is really difficult. I want to take Oklahoma State minus the ten. But well, I think they control this game, but it feels like, you know, you never know, even if they are controlling it, a late touchdown or two, you know, could reach within ten. But I'm gonna say Oklahoma State gets the win. I'll lay the ten in this situation. All right, quick word from our sponsors before we look at some other games from this weekend. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. To find the best scores, news, odds, they've got a great interface at Bet Online. It's your number one spot for betting on basketball and football this season. You go sign up today, get a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L O C K E D O N, LOCKEDON. Locked on. From basketball to football, baseball, uh, NHL, boxing, UFC, Formula One, and Vegas casino games, they've got you covered there at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to built.com today. It's built.com to see their collection available. They've got coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry bar chia, just to name a few. If you go to built.com today, it's built.com. You can see the new flavors that they release periodically as well. And also make sure you're there on Black Friday because they're going to have some deals for you over there at built.com. It's built.com promo code Locked 15 locked L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so some other games this weekend to look at. Uh, obviously, your, your big game is going to be Ohio State and Michigan State. Now, for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, if in this situation, um, you know, for them – it, this game takes care of itself. One team's going to get knocked back in this game, and I, I would prefer. I think a lot of uh, a lot of fans would prefer that it be Ohio State. If Ohio State were somehow to fall in this game, uh, because you know Michigan State's got Penn State coming up, and they could easily lose that game. But I, I think you know, for me, you kind of want the big dog, and the big dog right now is Ohio State. You kind of want them knocked out of the way. So there's a potential for one domino to fall, but at least one of those two teams is ahead of Oklahoma State. Is going to drop in Oklahoma as well. We'll see how far they drop in relation to Oklahoma, but uh, that's going to depend on how the game, um, how the game uh, shapes up. Notre Dame plays Georgia Tech, so not a whole lot of fear there. Alabama does have Arkansas, so we'll see what happens in that situation. SMU in Cincinnati. I know we don't want to see Cincinnati take a hit, but there's a good chance that they could this weekend, even though they're at home. Michigan's at Maryland, so you know Maryland's fine. I think Michigan is going to take care of business. In that game, uh, down the line, you've got Oregon at Utah. Utah, a three-point favorite, right there. And uh, you know, for Oklahoma State, obviously, it's just worry about yourself. There's plenty of opportunities for teams ahead to falter. Now, people might say it could be the chaos weekend. I don't. You know, we say that sometimes, and it ends up not being. And then there's a chance where, hey, it's another crazy, crazy, crazy Saturday across the country. But uh, I would say for Oklahoma State in Oklahoma, don't make yourself part of that crazy Saturday where the top teams are falling. Avoid that all if possible. Obviously they want to avoid that, but there's a whole lot of opportunity potentially ahead of them this week and then rivalry weeks, you know, you throw the records out. So a whole lot of opportunity ahead for some Big 12 schools. We'll see how things shake out in the Big 12 and across the country this week. Once again, make sure you follow me on Twitter uh, personally. You can see it right here if you're watching on YouTube. It's at Josh Neighbors. Uh, there you go. And also follow the show on Twitter at LOBig12. You can find us, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you can find the show also on YouTube as well. So next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.